0: Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisela. Hello, welcome to Business is Unusual. This is Aisla, and I'm very excited today to be talking with Nancy Trigg. Hello, Nancy. Hello. Thanks thank you, for having you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so, what's a hobby that you have that you think would surprise or interest? I guess it doesn't have to be a whole hobby. Would surprise folks you know?
1: Um, well, it's a it's a weird one to answer with, but. Um... The folks I know would be surprised how much time I'm capable of spending in bed having coffee with my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a go, 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 go person, and that's how people see me on the outside, but um, I set my alarm for an hour early every morning just so I have time to have that quiet time with my husband and my dogs and my coffee, so um, I think that
0: would surprise people how much downtime I take in a day. Nice. I'm, that's probably the secret to being a go, go, go is that, you know, how to stop, stop, stop when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who doesn't love their dogs? I have a border collie. What's what you have to, now that you've mentioned dogs, I got to hear. I've got two uh rescue mutts. Mm-hmm. They're,
1: they're amazing. They're big, scary looking dogs who bark a lot and give a lot of kisses.
0: Oh yeah. They're lovely. Yeah. That's a, uh, there's, there's nothing like being connected to your pets They're Uh, such a, a recharge space, I think. So yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, would you be willing to? I mean, obviously, you're here. So, this is will you please introduce yourself, your work, your business?
1: You bet. Uh, well, I'm Nancy Trigg. You said that already. Um, my business is Trigg Performance Collective. Um, I have recently um, departed from a 20 year tech career on um, the last decade of which I spent as a tech executive. And I'm um, focused on consulting and coaching um, base. And my, my focus is on organizational and human performance. Um, and my target is um, small businesses and nonprofit, um, particularly any that are in a period of transition or growth.
0: Well, what inspired you to start this company? Um, honestly, just talking to people,
1: um, having conversation with folks that I know and seeing how unsupported many small business leaders and nonprofit leaders feel. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of, you know, loneliness. There's a lot of hard decisions that you need to make. Um, and sometimes just having a partner and advisor um, help you through those things is really important Um, My last role, I was in the food and beverage space and worked with, you know, thousands of small business owners and mentored through a couple of different organizations in the industry and just found that there was such a need. You know, I started off doing that mentorship thinking, what do I have to offer? And found out that I just, you know, being that support for those folks um, really had value. So I decided I wanted to dig in and do that. Full time. No, that sounds great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely have seen that in my own experience that there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility to that you know consultant entrepreneur solopreneur role and uh, you know executive director for a nonprofit. But yeah, there's also a lot of uh, isolation and it can be. I was an executive director for a, an LGBTQ nonprofit and I just sometimes. I'd be sitting there going, everything is a priority one. I have to do it all right now. So I can't do that. And so having someone, I used to call a board president and just be like, all right, you got to walk me through this because <laughs> I don't know which, what's my priority this week. But, you know, I was lucky in that that person happened to have so- someone not the same background as you, but a similar like awareness of business and priorities and could support me in that. But you can't always count on that. So it sounds like a really valuable um Offering for folks, and how do you? At this a little bit of a deviation, but I I feel like culturally we have a, a resistance to acknowledging maybe that we need support, partnership, and help. So how do how do people like? Are they resistant, or you know, is it that they get so overwhelmed they're like, I got to? Or how does that? How do people show up in in and understanding they have a need? or being willing, honestly, to be open about it. Cause I think you probably know they have a need, but I, I wonder how, how comfortable people are being open with it. You know, honestly,
1: I don't find that people are very, I mean, particularly in that business leadership space, I don't find people very resistant to support. Um, like you said, there's a thousand different things going on and very often they know they can't fly alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what, where the struggle can be sometimes though is folks think that they have to have you know, an RFP, a clearly defined ask before they go look for a partner, a consultant, an advisor. Um, and so sometimes they even get a little bit paralyzed by how to ask and what to ask for when the reality is finding someone who does this type of work and there's a lot of us out there Um, is about just finding another human being that you connect with that you think offers knowledge and skills that you could benefit from. And it doesn't even mean that that person has skills you don't, but having, even if you had somebody that thought just like you, but that that had an outside view versus the inside view where you're dealing with the minutia of the day to day um, can be really helpful. Having someone that can sit down with you and say, okay, you just listed out 20 priorities. Um, let's talk about them. Let's prioritize them, and let's figure out where we need to focus first. So it's just about you don't have to come to a consultant or a coach with a defined problem. just just come to them and ask for help, right? there's mm-hmm. there's that's what consultants and advisors understand. We understand that the world that our um, customers and contacts are working in is a world of of chaos and multiple competing priorities. and we don't want to be another another checklist on your to-do box. We don't want to create more work. We want to just mm-hmm. help you create space, prioritize, and get the work done that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, though that makes a lot of sense. That sounds like a and I think, yeah, that make I've I've seen that as well where folks they they think they have to know what they need which does help, but sometimes what they need is someone to help them figure out what they need. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You don't know what you don't know until someone, you know, can help you with that. So that sounds really great. What is the best advice you've received, given, or both? Um, It's very simple. And I think a lot of people have
1: probably heard this before, but um, to inspire people, show them their superpowers, not yours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to live by that, right? Like I try to not spend a lot of time. I have to here in this context, talking to you about me and my business, but I try to really talk to people about their strengths and their superpowers and help them find um, those things versus talking about myself and what I know and what I do. And I think that that's important for any leader at any time right? Your employees don't need to know how smart you are. They need to know how, how smart they are. They need to be right. able to see that, feel that and bring that to work. And um, a leader's job is to help. And I just, yeah, that resonates really strongly for me.
0: No. And I think that's, it's, it's such an interesting balance when you're in this role that you're in where you have your own business. So you do have to kind of, people have to get a sense of who you are, and yet, yeah, like that's definitely when you're working to support people, being able to focus on their strengths, their needs, their story essentially is probably going to be more effective. Um, so um, you mentioned that uh, you have a new offering or exciting announcement. I don't know how I want to talk about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, Um Myself and my friend Otissa um, have decided to launch a new program. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners are familiar with executive programs like Vistage, YPO, um, the Alternative Board. They're programs that are put together to support CEOs. They're CEO networks. Mm -hmm. Um, And they create spaces where CEOs can network with each other, get support from each other, face challenges together together. Um, Well, we've identified that there's a need for a similar um, offering for Mm -hmm. people professionals, for HR leaders, for chief people officers, for, you know, VPs of people. Um, It's the loneliest job ever um, Mm -hmm. because you're carrying everyone's secrets, all the secrets of the organization, um, all the human challenges that your team is focusing. You're carrying that weight. Um, and typically, you don't have a network to, to share that with, to talk about um, your struggles and to get support. So we're creating a new organization that's going to be called the, um, the HR Safe Space. We're launching in today. Um, we're starting a waitlist now. Uh, but we're super excited for that because I, you know, as having taken that role of chief people officer in the past, I know how isolating that can be. And so we want to create that network for folks in those roles as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds really important. And I think community in general is just so helpful, because it can keep you from reinventing the wheel, it can also help you to get some sense of how to address, you know, something complex or nuanced, with more input and support, as opposed to, and I mean, it's helpful nowadays, that we have things like Google, I mean, you can get access to perspectives, but that you don't necessarily have experience with, but you also have to know what questions to ask. And that's the, I think that's a thing that it, like you were saying earlier, it's you know, you may not know what you need. You may not also know what, what you don't know in terms of that, even the question to ask if you don't have a community of people also bringing things up and, and then get that sense of maybe awareness or inspiration. Perfect. Absolutely. Do you have any examples of, uh, you know, like a, a success or uh, that you would like to replicate? And if you don't, <laughs> no stress. But just anything like that, where you're like, "Gosh, if I if I achieve this, then I'm really gonna feel like I succeeded in in what I set out to do."
1: You know, I'm a I don't I'm I'm an a neogram two, if that means anything to anyone. Um, Which means that I really get all of my inspiration, all of my value from human connection. And I really do feel inspired by all of the leaders I work with. And to me, what success looks like is literally knowing that I'm helping organizations that I care about to be successful, right? For me, Mm -hmm. there's not an end game that I'm headed for. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's about continuing to be able to do work to support people that I believe in um, on the path to their own success. Mm -hmm. So my end game is the work I'm doing right now. I kind of feel like my whole career has been pointing towards what I feel is now my end game, which is the work that I'm most passionate about. So for me, I think, um, you know, success will be continuing to get to meet great folks um, who, who need my support would like to work with me and have the joy of getting to work with them and help them build out their dreams. That's
0: Mm -hmm. honestly what success is to me. I actually really relate to that. And it's, and thank you for saying it. I feel like it's one of those things that Honestly, a lot of people are really invested in in success, and yet the business model that we're frequently presented with is sort of one of competition, right? Like I win only if other people fail. I think that's a Leia Koka quote or something. And I've always had that I win when everybody else wins. Like right. we're all, you know. And and I actually think there's a lot of people that feel that way, but they don't necessarily, you know, they. They don't necessarily have like the the freedom to create that or they don't feel safe in actually expressing it because it's so counter to this um, more pervasive narrative of competition, which isn't to say competition isn't OK, but it's also it doesn't have to be the only way. Yeah, well, this is a really hokey
1: thing I say, but I always say there's no we in capitalism. There's just a bunch of eyes <laughs> and, it, and it does. It does lead to kind of this, this sense that you have to compete. Um, and you know, my last job I mentioned was in the food and beverage space. And one of the things that was so beautiful about working, particularly, I was in the brewery world, so I supported craft brewing. Um, and that is an industry where they get it right. They get that, um, what's that thing? I never get it right. Um, a rising tide.
0: Lists all boats.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Those all ships mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, there really is that mentality there where folks help each other out and share tanks and do collaboration brew days and things like that. It's a beautiful thing to see the power of that when it's really implemented in an entire industry. I'm um, super motivating, um, and it just gave me even more um, push behind the ideas that were already in my head to see how successful
0: that mentality really could be. So. That's awesome. I I love to hear that. I feel like like that's part of why I do the show is there's so many people out there that are approaching business from more of a, you know, collective perspective or a we all win together and it feels important to me to get the word out so people understand like if you're if you're like someone who's thinking I want to be part of that you're not alone. There's a lot of folks into it. You can find resources, guides, information, consultants, groups to work with. It, it might not be advertised on TV in the same way, but it's absolutely a robust and genuinely functional business model and and business approach that that has real legs here. People can you can make a living and also take care of people and think about their needs and absolutely. the planet. Like, it's absolutely possible to do it all. Absolutely. Yes. So, I'm glad to hear the brewers. I mean, one would hope if you're doing craft brewing, you'd be pretty chill. So I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool <laughs> industry. I'm going to
1: miss it, but it was a, a really neat place to get to work for six years.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So let's say, you know, someone's listening to the show. yeah <laughs> oh and yeah. they're like, gosh, this is really cool. I want to learn more about the wait list or I want to follow you to get a sense of like, you know, what you're up to. How, how do they do that?
1: Um, so they can reach out to me um, at my email is just hello at Nancy That's N-A-N-C-Y-T-R-I-G-G dot com. Um, I also have a LinkedIn page, which is um, Trigg Performance Collective. You can look it up on LinkedIn. And I have a website as well, nancytrig.com, but right now it's in a revamp, so it's not published. You'll see it back up here in the next week. Um, so coming soon, a new refreshed, updated website that will have that wait list ready. But you can also email me in the meantime um, if you're right. interested. Um,
0: and do you have any like words of wisdom, last thoughts, Uh Feel Things you want to talk about that I didn't ask a question around. Oh, goodness.
1: I don't know. I guess I just want to reiterate what we've been talking about all along, which is um, if you're a business leader and you feel, you know, alone and like you need help, um, could use some support. There are, it's not just me. There's a lot of folks like me out there um, that really want to support your growth. Um, Don't be afraid to ask.
0: And um, yeah, I think that's it. We, we, nobody can do this alone. Nobody can do this alone. I'll ask one more. It just made me think of this. Like what's the most helpful or supportive thing someone ever did for you in your leadership roles or the thing that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be objectively the yeah, you
1: know, it's, it's, I, I won't get into the details of the story, but I had some um, pretty significant things happening um, in my personal life. And I remember reaching out to my leader um, back at the time, this is during my years at Google. And I said, Hey, I've got this big project, but I'm going to have to be away for a week. Can you help me? And, you know, kind of go through the the project emails and let me know which things I need to prioritize so that I can focus on the right things while I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he responded to me and said, "Absolutely not. Um, I don't want to hear from you from the next week. We have this." Um, and I went away and I took care of the things that were happening in my life. And I came back, and the world had not fallen apart. Um, things had not mm-hmm. broken. Um, and it was the first time that I realized I didn't have to do things by myself, and that there was a team that I was a part of, and. Um, I didn't have to be the hero all the time and, um, break myself, um, to accomplish things, just trust the people around me. So that was a huge life life lesson for me that, um, you know, my nature is to try and do everything and, um, it, it comes with consequences.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I just, I think that was the most valuable moment in my career of learning to take those moments, those extra hours in bed with your dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that thing is that you need to recharge and sustain, um, do it. It's going to make you a, 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 better leader, a better employee, um, better person. So, yeah.
0: no, we definitely as a, as, especially in our business culture, but I think in general here in the U S at least we aren't, I don't think we really prioritize being a whole human being. Um, one last thing, and I should have
1: said this early on, just to clarify too. Um, just so it's clear to folks what the work is that I do, um, I I work on organizational growth, organizational scale and transition, but I do that from a human perspective. It's really easy to just focus on the project, the tools, the technical change, the tactical change, um, but everything starts with the human beings and making sure that the human beings are... Um, motivated, inspired, um, and have what they need to get the right work done. So um, just to summarize, that's where my heart is.
0: Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. It was a
1: pleasure.